I'm Chris Wallace. I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Greg Gutfeld, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, April 2nd, 2021. I'm Trey Inkst. New jobs numbers today show recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic is underway, with 916,000 new jobs added last month. There's job opportunities out there. We've got to make sure we can get people back to work. Uh, but, you know, the goal has got to be is we've got to get back to those numbers that we saw back in February of 2020. And we're going to need to see this, this type of blowout for the next uh, 10, 11 months to get there. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. The COVID-19 outbreak in the United States took a major toll on American jobs. While many shifted to working from home, Others were laid off altogether, with companies having to cut costs. Industries across the board were affected, though new job numbers today are looking up. Well, it was obviously, we're talking about this major blowout number, and we kind of expected, you know, once uh, the country started opening up again, and it's most certainly doing that right now, uh, we're going to see these numbers come up. For more on this story, this is Chris Markowski, the host of the radio show Watchdog on Wall Street. Um, right now, we got we got to hope that there's some sort of follow through with this. Um, the reality is, is we need uh, another another 10, 11 months uh, of these types of numbers just to get back to the, where we were in uh, in February uh, of 2020, which is you know it's, it, that's going to be quite something. And to watch you know what's happening in the country and certain urban areas and whether or not they're going to come back. Uh, and whether or not those jobs are going to still uh, still going to exist, it's going to be fascinating uh, over the course of year. Not not to mention the fact that there's this enormous amount of um, uh, government handouts and, and and giveaways still taking place. I don't even want to call them that. Yeah, extended unemployment, whatever it may be. Um, you want to make sure that people are incentivized uh, to get back to work. There's been some talk lately, and, and you know I spoke with people around the country, various different areas. And I know it's a, a bit anecdotal. Uh, that they're actually having a difficult time uh, finding workers. I mean, I even see help wanted signs, uh, you know, where I live, uh, you know, outside of New York City uh, here on Long Island, having a difficult time finding uh, workers. I mean, my kids or teenagers are not going to have any trouble uh, this summer. So there's job opportunities out there. We've got to make sure we can get people back to work. Uh, but, you know, the goal has got to be is we've got to get back to those numbers that we saw back in February of 2020, and we're going to need to see this this type of blowout for the next uh, 10, 11 months to get there. Uh, were you surprised by the numbers today? More than 900,000 new jobs added last month and the unemployment rate falling uh, from 6.2% to 6%. Is this a surprise? And, and talk to me a little bit about the sustainability of a number like this. Is it reasonable to expect in the coming months that we're going to see similar numbers? If we continue to get people vaccinated at, at the rate that we are, I, I most certainly think that the numbers can, I mean, not necessarily maybe at this pace, um, I do think that we're going to hit a point in time where, you know, like I said, um, a lot is riding on, you know, whether or not where businesses decide to move and relocate, whether or not people are going to get back to work in, inside uh, some of these cities. I know that the real estate markets outside of uh, major cities are going like gangbusters because people are saying, well, gee whiz, I, I may not have to go and live in the city anymore. I can live outside and just commute in a couple times uh, a week, which is, again, it changes the dynamic. Uh, you, you think of it this way. If you're a coffee shop or a, a you know, a, uh, a dry cleaner or some of these, the ecosystem that surrounds some of these major companies, whether it be a big bank, whether it be a big tech company, whatever it may be, uh, you can't, 
you can't stay in business if people are only coming in, you know, a couple days a week. And what does it mean for those jobs? What's going to happen next there? So I, I do think that there's going to be an adjustment period that's going to take place. I do think companies are going to be uh, conducting business uh, differently. Um, you know, they learned a lot through this pandemic. They actually learned that they're going to be able to save a lot of money and uh, decrease the size of the footprint. How this all comes out in the wash and what happens next is going to be fascinating. Um, I, I, like I said, I do think that the numbers will continue to be strong. I don't necessarily believe it's going to be this strong. I think hospitality and hotels slowly but surely will come back. Uh, but again, there's also many hotels out there that have gone bankrupt. Um, and they're, you know, it's, gonna, it's not easy. You can't just flip a switch and get those places back open. It's going to take some time. You mentioned the leisure and hospitality sector. That really, I think, in this release was, was the biggest uh, eye-popping number for, for many people, 280,000 new jobs added. And it's certainly an area in which people, they want to get traveling again. They want to get back to a normal life yeah. and, and be able to take some time off and get out of the house. What were some of the sectors that were hit the hardest during the COVID-19 pandemic? And in terms of how quickly different sectors will recover, what do you think people should be focused on? Well, the, the, most certainly, you know, the, the, the leisure and hospitality, without a doubt, the, that, that got hit harder uh, than anything else. Um, you know, restaurants, hotels, you name it. Again, major hotels that they, they just they declare bankruptcy. I mean, these nice ones, some brand new in some of these major areas. It just, you know, you know, couldn't maintain things. I mean, you, you take a look at, you know, you shut down theaters. I mean, uh, again, it's not just that. It's everything that also supports all of that. You know, people take a look at a hotel and they take, they see just the, you know, the workers inside the hotel. But it's not just that. It, it, it's the people that provide the linens. It's for people who provide the produce and everything that goes along with that. Um, you know, that that's a big big ripple. It's not even a ripple. It can't call it a ripple. It's a wave, it's like a tsunami that can hit various different industries that support all of this. And it's kind of like the beauty uh, of a free market system and how all of these various different businesses help one another and work and interact with one another. Um, when these things go down, it's going to take some time and a readjustment for these things to come back. Uh, yeah, immediately we're going to see some really strong numbers. The companies that were able to survive, they're the ones that are going to obviously benefit. I mean, some of the restaurants in Miami are actually doing better better numbers now than they were pre-pandemic because there's such a flood of people down there wanting to get out and about. I mean, they're doing unbelievable down there, but it's not the case everywhere. I mean, you, you still go to New York City, it's, it's I, I, don't, I can't recognize it. I mean, going to, to New York, I mean, there's, you know, as a tourist back as a kid, you know, this back in the, the early 70s, you always had that electricity, that energy. It's just not there. I mean, it just, it's not. It's, it's, it's surreal almost to some degree. Um, and whether or not they're going to be able to get that back. You've been listening to Chris Murkowski, the host of the radio show Watchdog on Wall Street. We'll be right back. Every time you and I talk, I think you do a great job of explaining to our listeners the separation and the disconnect sometimes between the stock market, the economy, and the job sector. What should people keep in mind when they see these numbers in terms of how it will or, or will not affect the stock market and the economy? And what are some areas they need to understand where it's not connected, that these things are operating in sort of their own lanes? Well, right now, it, we're, in, we're in some really strange area at this point in time. And again, it's a lot to get one's arms around, uh, particularly the amount of money 
that is being printed. I mean, there's been a lot of conversation as of late. You got another infrastructure package slash welfare package, and where is the money going to come from? And they say it's corporate taxes. Okay, they're going to start doing some corporate taxes. Corporate tax is a tax on the individual. It's on a tax on the middle class. Corporations don't pay taxes. Their customers pay those taxes. That cost is passed along to them. Um, you take a look at inflation numbers. This is, again, I, I'm very, very forward about this. The people that are on television that are telling you that there's no inflation out there, I, I don't know if they're, you're pulling some sort of Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi mind trick on people that they actually believe it. Just take a look at your bills. Take a look at what you're spending. Take a look at what it costs to go out to restaurant. Take a look at your grocery bill. Tolls to everything is going up. So inflation is running like crazy. So let's just say inflation is running at 8%. If we use the 1980s metrics, the formula that they use, we'd be running at around 10%. Let's just say 8%. That's a tax too, because the value of your money is dropping by 8% a year. So this is money that's coming out of your pocket. No, you might be not cutting a check to the federal government, but the government is printing more money and borrowing more money, putting more money out into the system, which is devaluing what you have earned. So, you know, people talk about, oh, look, it's no problem. We can just print more. Not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Have you, you know, you looked at what it costs to, to buy a gallon of milk? Do you understand what, what building costs are and lumber and timber and what it's costing construction? I mean, it's gotten really out of control. It makes sense. How do you suggest people protect their money from inflation? And if people are concerned that the dollar they make now will not be as valuable a year from now, months from now, and five years from now, for example, what should they do to make sure that they're not losing all the value of their hard hard earned income well cash is not a good place that's for sure because it's you know it's not earning you anything in a bank i it's, it's almost I, I you know drove by a local bank a regional bank on my way to jump i look they actually had a sign in the window with their cd rates and it was it was <laughs> almost made me want to throw up on my mouth i'm like you're kidding right people are going to actually actually put money into these things you got to be out of your mind uh, this is one of the things that's been fueling the stock market, quite frankly, is the fact that, you know, people are reaching. Um, and, and this is where we're getting some the, the valuations that we have today is people trying to get that extra level of return. But again, you have to you have to do that with some caution, too, because there's risk involved. Um, again, it's, it's an odd time. I said, you know, the tools that I used to have when I started in this business are no longer there. I always compare it to being, you know, I'm like Ned Flanders and Homer came in my garage and just started stealing tools that I used to have. You know, risk-free return, uh, it doesn't exist. Uh, it's risk-free loss. You're losing money uh, in, in 10-year treasuries. You're losing money in CDs. Uh, you're losing money in cash. You're losing money in savings accounts. Um, and, and it's just, you know, one of, the, like I said, one of the things that has driven the stock market. Yeah. Always appreciate your perspective and insight, especially on a day like today. Chris Markowski, the host of the radio show Watchdog on Wall Street. Chris, thank you. You got it. Have a good one. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.
the Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.